episode of the Brave, Fit, and Thriving podcast. My name is Dana Foster. I am a women's health and fitness coach, NPC bikini physique competitor, and a festival aficionado, if I do say so myself. Each week, we're going to discuss the mindset, science, and reasonable action steps that you can take towards living a life where you can thrive. The goal of this podcast is to help you break out of the cycle of comparison, self-blame, stop feeling trapped by your own body and your environment, and make the best choices specific to you so that you can achieve long-term fitness results. As a disclaimer, any drastic changes to your dietary regimens or adding any supplements or vitamins should always be discussed with your doctor, another qualified medical professional, and always do your own research. I may talk about vitamins, supplements, dietary changes, but ultimately, you know, if you're making any drastic changes to your lifestyle and your health, always do research, especially if you're taking medications and talk to your doctor. Safety, your health is always my number one priority here. So today we're going to be talking about different types of fitness programs, uh, different sources you might find them from, and how to figure out what is going to be the best fit for you and your needs. I am still chugging tea like crazy because, as you can tell, my voice is still a little bit, still a little bit funked up here. So don't mind me; I've got my trusty daily roll of toilet paper behind me. <laughs> This congestion just won't stop. Anyway, so let's go over a few things. So when you're trying to find a fitness program, there's a few things that you have to consider. One, you need to consider your needs. You know, what are your long-term goals? What are some short-term goals that you can knock off on your way there? What is your starting point? You know, what is your current health status? Are you battling any chronic diseases or are you dealing with, you know, pre-diabetes or injuries or, you know, some mental health things that might also need a little bit of assistance or therapy? What is your current fitness status? You know, how much are you working out right now? How is your mobility? How is your overall strength? Uh, You also want to consider what, what type of goal you have. Are you trying to gain muscle? Are you trying to uh, recomp your body, which is basically the same as getting toned up? You know, you're wanting to cut down body fat to show muscle. Is it to improve your cardiovascular stamina or endurance for like a race? Is it a combination of these? These are some factors that you have to keep in mind when you are looking for a fitness program to follow. Next, you have to consider accessibility. Are you able to work out at the gym? Is a home program going to be more to your benefit? Do you need to have a little bit of both so that you have alternatives? What is your time commitment? How much time are you going to realistically dedicate to your program? How many days a week? How much time each workout can you dedicate? What can you do if shit is a fan and say one week throws you off? How open are you to change and challenges? You know, how open are you to adjusting your current routine that's keeping you stuck where you are? Are you willing to make some changes and, you know, anticipate the challenges that come with those changes? How invested are you? There are a lot of different types of programs for all different budgets. There's things that are completely free, things that are like two bucks that you can get on the app store or sign up for. There are things that are a little bit more. And then there is also, you know, like one-on-one attention. There's coaching. So what is going to be your investment? 
how much are you willing to invest into this? And then also that kind of correlates to what the plan or program will be able to offer you. And consider your lifestyle and consider your why, you know, consider what do you do on a weekly, monthly basis that this goal of yours can benefit, you know, if you like to go hiking, if you like to go exploring and traveling, how can reaching your goal benefit these areas of your life? Are you trying to be a mother who plays with her kids more, who is more interactive? Are you a festival fanatic who wants to die less after three days partying at the gorge where you're on a hill all day? You know, what is, how can it benefit you? Uh, what is your ultimate why? Like, you know, why is this goal important to you? Again, you're also considering how it can benefit your lifestyle, but ultimately long-term, think about 10 years from now. Why would making this change benefit you in 10 years, 20 years, the end of your life? You know, when you're 70, when you're 80, you know, the choices that you make now, whether in your 20s, your 30s, or 40s, 50s, the choices that you make right now will benefit that woman that you are when you're 70 and 80. It will reduce the likelihood of you being bedridden. It will reduce the likelihood of you watching the last few years from a more stationary standpoint. You know, we have this amazing life that we're gifted. Like, do our best. Give ourselves the best chance to make the absolute freaking most of it. Sorry, if I my starting mucus sounds gross, my apologies. Can't control it. But I just wanted to get back on this because I like talking. <laughs> I, I miss talking, whether it's to my downfall or not, whatever. It is what it is. Anyway, so different types of programs. Uh, where you'll find them, you can find them on like different websites. You might even find some on YouTube, some on TikTok. Oh, my God, I can't wait to go off on TikTok on this one. Um, there's subscription apps that you can get from app stores, Apple, Android. And then there is also individual coaches that you can hire. Um, from personal experience, I'll tell you a few things that I've tried. <clears throat> Why is it always when I'm trying to talk now, suddenly there's more mucus? I was like totally fine an hour ago and now it's just like back. <laughs> um, I'll tell you a few things I've tried. So one, I used to do YouTube workouts. In the summer between like, college semesters, I would follow YouTube workouts. I forget the name of the one that I was following, but it wasn't that great. I'll tell you that they were like, they were fairly short, but they didn't really challenge at all. But I was like, okay, I'm just getting a workout in. I uh, used to, I signed up for Swole Normous. If you don't know who Swole Normous is, he's, he's a Instagrammer, YouTuber. He's fucking hilarious. But the thing is, he's one of those influencers slash fitness people who are very cutthroat, savage, like no BS, no, no excuse, whether you're sick or hurt, you know, do this. It's like it's it's for a specific type of person. I'll, I'll tell you that I, I liked it, but I didn't stick to it too well uh, back in the day. It was like five years ago or something that I tried it. Um, and then I used to follow. Uh, another influencer, if you know her, Stephanie Buttermore, she is a YouTuber and I follow like her fitness program. And I'll be honest, like it was way too long. Like it would take so long to finish. It was so discouraging. And it was also beyond my, my capability level at the time. Again, that was also five years ago when I was like trying all these different things and nothing was 
working. I couldn't really stick to anything because some things were like too easy. Some things were like too challenging. You know, it's kind of like the the three, uh, Goldilocks and the three bears too, too, too cold, too hot, just right. But I was just dealing, going back and forth between too cold, too hot, too cold, too hot. <laughs> uh, so with each of those different types of programs, there's pros and cons of each. Now, I'm not trying to diss all of them, except TikTok. <laughs> I'm not trying to diss all of the other ones because, you know, there will be some people that do benefit. And hopefully going through some of these reasons will help you really consider what is going to help you the best. So first, we'll kind of start off with websites. So um, you'll find like bodybuilding.com. I mean, that's the one I could think of off the top of my head. I know there's a few others, but I can't think of the name off the top of my head. But something you'll pretty much only find on a website, maybe they probably created apps by now. But, um, you know, if you Google fitness programs for XYZ, your specific goal, your first starting point, you'll come across different websites. And this is very accessible. So you'll find like home, you'll find gym. A lot of them are, again, also really affordable. There's variety and there might be a little bit more specificity. So for example, like if you're training for a 5K, 10K, half marathon or marathon, you know, I think Nike's website like has a few. So, you know, you have to find ones that are very specific to your goal. YouTube, it's different. It's mostly free, except now they're doing subscription services. Pretty much every platform is now. But, you know, it's also affordable. There's also a variety. Uh, but the issue is, uh, with especially the ones that I tried, they included a lot of, like, plyometric work. And a lot of their focus was just, like, burning a ton of calories in a short period of time. And while that works in the short term, it doesn't really get you much closer to your long-term goal. If your goal is to improve your metabolism by building lean muscle, if you're trying to body recomp, if you're trying to improve your mobility and your flexibility, if you're following all these YouTube workouts that are like jump, 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 burn, 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 you're not slowing down. You're not learning how your body moves. You're not learning how to actually stimulate and activate the muscles that you're targeting. Like if you're doing jump squats, that's not going to help you grow your glutes. Jump lunges aren't going to help you grow your glutes. Box jumps and and weird like jump around, do a burpee. That's not going to help you really like develop any muscle groups that you're trying to develop. You can't spot reduce, but you can spot grow. You can spot develop muscles. And in turn, that will kind of, that will make them look better. And then as you lose body fat, boom, you're toning that area up. But the thing is, a lot of those YouTube workouts are so focused on just burning calories, calories, calories. And over time, that's not going to get you any closer to your goal. Now, if you're trying to say, for example, well, actually, it wouldn't work for that. But if you're training for like a Spartan race or one of those obstacle course races, it might offer some benefit because you are doing a lot of body weight, plyometric power movements. But again, you know, if you are not you got to consider your skill set. If you were, if you're a beginner, you shouldn't be going straight into jump squats. You shouldn't be going straight into jump lunges and 180 twists and burpees. Like you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to get injured. And then next thing you know, you're going to have to take a break and you're going to feel so fucking discouraged that you're going to just give up. And then you're going to blame yourself because you didn't find what was specific to your current level. And that's the issue with a lot of YouTube workouts, especially like popular ones, especially the ones that are like, you could lose a lot of weight if you do this workout five times a week. 
now we're going to go into TikTok. <laughs> now this one, there might be one or two good ones out there, but I will tell you TikTok is the absolute worst place for you to get workouts from. And I will tell you, if I ever post workouts on there, please don't just follow them willingly. Like ask if there is alternatives or look for alternatives if you're if it's too challenging. You know, if you see a fitness influencer doing like Bulgarian split squat hops, don't just copy them if you've never done even like a stationary lunge, for example. There's a different, there's a certain progression up to that specific movement. And if you start from it, you're gonna hurt yourself. And that's the problem with a lot of TikTok workouts. So they do all these like crazy jump movements or combination exercises where you're doing like two things in one. Like if you're doing a squat to shoulder press, but when you do shoulder presses, you get a kink in your shoulder every time or getting like a pain in your shoulder. Why are you going to do this combination exercise when you aren't efficient at doing either one or both of them? You know, you shouldn't be incorporating combination exercises unless you can do those exercises effectively on their own. And that's something that, like, I have to remind people quite frequently. <laughs> I've had a few people ask, like, if this certain exercise, actually, the squat to shoulder press was once someone actually did reach out and say, like, hey, is this a good one to do? I'm like, are you able to do a shoulder press without hurting your shoulder? Because they were talking to me about their shoulder pain a while back. And they were like, no, it still hurts. Like, well, don't do that. You can't just do both at once and expect the pain to go away. And then there's also just those really stupid, uh, those stupid movements where someone's doing like a push up with their feet and their hands on dumbbells so they get more ROM. But the thing is, like, if you have like an imbalance where you're like pushing too hard on one side, you're going to fall on your ass and that's going to hurt. And you could smash your face with that dumbbell. Talk about a negative association with the gym after that. Uh, I actually have a real idea that I need to make for that because I've seen that before too. Like you see all this crazy shit on TikTok and, you know, influencers will be like, this is my workout today. And I guarantee you more than half the time, that's not their actual workout. They're just doing it for the gram. They're just doing it for the TikTok. And while it can, don't get me wrong, it can offer inspiration. It can give you a little bit a little bit of motivation and maybe some ideas, but ultimately try not to copy exactly what somebody else is doing unless you know you're able to do those exercises efficiently, effectively, and you're not switching it up all the time. If you're following workouts from like TikTok or YouTube, odds are you're doing a different workout every single week. You're not going to progress in those exercises. You're not going to develop more range of motion. You're not going to develop muscle growth if you just keep changing it up. You change your variables by increasing resistance when when appropriate, by increasing your range of motion, again, when appropriate, and two, just changing your tempo, you know, going a little slower, really trying to develop that mind-muscle connection. Because if you're rushing through it, you know, maybe the next week, you'll slow it down a little bit. And I don't just mean like, you know, more rest. I just mean slow down the movement. Like when you're doing a squat, you don't want to just go one second down, one second up. Like one, two, three seconds down, up, one, two, three seconds down, up, controlling the pace. If you are able to control the pace of slow tempo and you have good mobility, then you're becoming really efficient at it. And then maybe you can incorporate a different 
challenge to it. Maybe then you can incorporate a different variable to make it a little different, a little more challenging. But that's the thing a lot of TikTok influencers, influencers on Instagram don't really disclose in their in the description of those videos. There's like, here's my workout, follow along. And then they don't add disclaimers like this was specific to me. You know, keep in mind what your current fitness level is. You could try doing some of the exercises that are appropriate for you. But if they have never done these before, please proceed with caution and be aware, you know. So that's just something to keep in mind. <clears throat> but I do appreciate the inspiration that a lot of these videos can offer. Then there are subscription apps. So this kind of ties in with the websites too. There's a lot of different variety and some of them are pretty, pretty advanced. Some of them offer demonstration videos or pictures that show you which muscle groups are targeted. Some people, some of them will show even like a skeleton and then like the muscle group attached. I want to know what they use for that because that is freaking cool. And I would love to incorporate that. <laughs> but, um, you know, a lot of times the subscription apps, they, again, you know, they're following their own fitness program and you might not really know what your current fitness level is. You might look at the more advanced ones and think, oh, that's going to get me the best results because it's harder, but then you do it and then you just get frustrated and you can't change the exercise. You can't go into a lot of those workouts and switch something out for something that's more appropriate for you. Like you might be able to do half of those exercises perfectly, but the others you might not be able to. Then if you try something that's super easy, you might feel like, wow, this is too easy. I wish it was more challenging. Like it's hard to find that in-between area. And a lot of these apps don't let you just switch out exercises for something that's more appropriate for you. And then, uh, then there is just, you know, working with a coach, which is, you know, the best way, but it might not be accessible for everybody. The nice thing about coaches is one, they'll give you a personalized program based on your fitness levels, based on your goals. You could reach out to them and say, hey, this exercise isn't working for me. What can we do to modify it? What would change this that's more appropriate for my level? Uh, reaching out when you're having those tough days and, you know, having that communication, which is something that all of the other methods lack. You know, they don't have that source of accountability. They don't have that uh, ability to adjust and adapt. But the nice thing about all the others is it's much more accessible. It's more affordable. And, you know, if you play your cards right, if you know specifically your starting point, your goals, and you are honest with yourself, you can find something that works for you. But the hardest part is the sticking to it. The hardest part is staying committed to it. And a lot of times, you know, if you're following something for free, odds are, you're not going to be super committed to it. You're not really truly invested in it. Now, apps where you have to pay a little bit for a monthly fee or a few bucks, you'll be a little bit more invested because you put something into it. You know, we try to think of money as like energy. You know, we expend energy to earn money. So we use that energy to invest in ourselves. So that's something you could also think about. Like if you're signing up for something for free, the odds that you're going to stick to it it drastically goes down. And I'll be honest, that was something I experienced too. Like the YouTube workouts that I followed, I did that for like three weeks intermittently. And then the other ones I tried, I stuck to them for like two or three months, which was substantially longer than with YouTube workouts. And that's because I paid 50 bucks a month for, for the other ones. <clears throat> um, so when you're looking at all the other options outside of like having a coach, you know, there's difficulty levels, there's the sustainability, like, how are you, are you able to execute it each week? Because that's also another thing too, a lot of these programs, they'll put you on five days a week. 
but realistically, you might only be able to train three. That was that was one of the issues that I had with the with the ones I tried. They're like you're training five to six days a week, and there were a few weeks where it's like I can only train four, and that's the best I could do. I was working sixteen hours a day. I'll tell you, I was working three jobs in Southern California, and I had signed up. I forget which one it was. It was either Swolnormus or Stephanie Buttermores, but it had me training six days a week. And I was working a babysitting job. I was working at a vitamin store. I was working at a gym. I I honestly don't even know how the hell I managed to do four days with that because I was, it was tough. It was really, really tough. And because I couldn't do that six days a week, I felt extremely discouraged and I just gave up after, after two or three months. It was five years ago, so I don't know exactly the timeline, but it was anywhere between two and three. So that was the tough part. And then that's just only the fitness program. You also have to consider the diet aspect. Uh, TikTok and YouTube, they're not going to show you specifically how to set up your nutrition regimen. They aren't going to help you track your diet. Some subscription apps will, which is awesome. But the problem with some subscription apps is, again, it's not personal. And you will set your calorie goals. A lot of them will ignore macros. Some of them won't. But when you go to set your calorie goals, some people collect the fastest weight loss option. And so from there, they're giving the lowest calorie option from the start. And so that's the issue with these things is it doesn't allow the person to, one, start slow, make those changes sustainable. It goes, it it basically takes them straight from eating in a surplus of like, say, 2,500 calories to 3,000 calories to 1,200. And they might lose a little bit of weight first, but they can't sustain it. Things like, I don't know if they do fitness, but Octavia, I've been hearing a lot about it. But the issue is it also sets people on like low calories, low calories. So a lot of these fitness programs, they guarantee fast results. They give you high intensity workouts to burn as many calories as possible. They give you low calorie calorie nutrition plans. And then you stall out after a month or two and you're exhausted and you know you see some results, but you're not enjoying the fruits of your labor at all. And these, these apps, they don't help support you when you are dealing with the challenges. They don't tell you the real deal. They don't tell you, hey, you shouldn't be eating that low. You don't need to be eating that low, especially right now. If you went from eating very little and then you're following these apps, it's going to keep you stuck when maybe reverse dieting is going to be its best option for you. Another thing, too, is, you know, like I said, these apps, some some of them are great. Some of them might work for you. And it depends on what you need. If you don't need help with your diet, some of these plans might work for you. If you have a good grip on your nutrition, if you know exactly what your goal is, what your needs are, what your accessibility is, what you're capable of investing, you can find something. You might have to weed through a lot. It'll take a lot of searching, read reviews. You know, it's it can be difficult if you are able to commit and keep yourself accountable. These apps can work. Now, of course, having a coach, hiring a coach is going to give you the best chance at finding something that will work for you. However, not everybody is able to do this. So if you again, if you are aware of all the variables that I mentioned a second ago, This is something that can help you. If you find the plan, a plan 
that is most likely to benefit you. Something that's appropriate for your fitness level. Something that is appropriate for your lifestyle. Something that's appropriate for your long-term goals and something that you can edit. I don't know which plans are capable of editing. I wish I could recommend some, but I honestly do not know which ones you can like swap things around, but I'm sure they're out there. If you find something, have a friend, have a buddy who has a similar goal. You don't want to have a fitness buddy who has a completely drastically different goal than you do. You want somebody who has a very similar goal and go to the gym with them at the same time or enlist your spouse to check in on you and like make sure you're doing it. If you really want to, to commit to it, put a bet with your spouse or your best friend and have them check your progress on like that app that you're tracking and, you know, send a picture of Jim. And if you say fall off track by a certain degree, I'm not saying like, if you miss one workout, you failed it. But like, you know, if you go two or three weeks without, you know, doing anything from plan, tell your spouse, Hey, if I fall off, I'm going to give you a hundred bucks. Or if you really want to do it, just be like, Hey, 500 bucks. If I mess up, odds are you're not going to want to mess up but you'll have to like kind of write it in writing, maybe, maybe do a postmark to check in case. (laughs) I mean, that would suck, but Hey, you know what? Uh, My, my mentor, some of the students of my mentor, we actually, some of us will tell our mentor like, Hey, if we don't do X, Y, Z, we'll give you a thousand dollars. I actually saw somebody say, if I don't do this specific task by the end of the month, I'm going to give $500 to charity or no, it was like $5,000. There's, there's some, there's some really crazy people in the mentorship program, but Hey, you know what? They did it. They achieved it because the month prior they fucked up and didn't reach it. So that that's an idea that can work for you. If you really want to have that accountability, but you aren't in a position to hire someone to work with you one-on-one. And just make sure, you know, injury prevention is always number one. Again, with a lot of those apps, if you go for the most challenging, while it says it might burn the most calories, it is most likely to injure you. And injuring you isn't going to help you stick to a routine in the long run. So in review, again, consider your starting point. What is your goal? What is the accessibility? And what is your total commitment? What do you have available? Who could be part of your support system? Who can be there for you or who can call you out when you kind of lose sight of your own goal? Because it's very easy for us to lose sight of our goals, especially when we're going through a lot of challenges and everything. I also recommend, you know, in terms of reminding yourself of your goals, go on Canva and make a digital vision board. It's amazing. I have to put that in there because I did that and I have it on my phone screen. And every single day when I open my phone, I am reminded of what my goal is and why I'm going to the gym. So if you, if you, if you struggle to have somebody who's holding you accountable, do the digital vision board. It makes a difference. (laughs) Well, that is all for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and I hope you gained some value. If you did gain value from this podcast, I would super appreciate it. If you could go on Spotify and leave me a five-star review, share this podcast with your friends if they can gain some value from it. I really appreciate you. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow.